you're just funny. It's funny, you know, the way you tell the story and everything. Funny how? Come here, come here, though. Yeah, he's crazy, see? Who are you? Ladies and gentlemen, hey, what's going on? Uh, thanks for tuning in to yet again another episode. Uh, I'm your host, Tony Barardo. If this is your first time listening, um, you know, we talk a lot about health, wellness, uh, social interaction. I like to have guests from various fields uh, in the health industry, as well as uh, creators, entrepreneurs, really use this platform to uh, express my passion and to hopefully teach you guys out there, but I also have people on my show to teach me a little something too. And, you know, if you're the fly on the wall listening to this, I think you're going to get some value out of it. So if you haven't already, click that subscribe button so that way you never miss an episode. We're putting out weekly episodes of the Berta podcast. Today is no different. I think today you're going to get uh, a good education on what it's like to be a creator. I talked to Johnny Tundra, who's been on the podcast before. We've kind of geeked out in the past about, you know, Batman and comic books. This is not one of those episodes. Uh, this episode is all about being a creator. He's a entrepreneur. Him and his wife started their own company a couple years ago, and even during the pandemic is extremely successful because of the, what I like to call stickativity, uh, the hard work and the passion that goes into doing what you love, no matter what, it's going to work out better for you. So that's what Johnny and, and his wife are doing with their uh, video business. And uh, I kind of pick his brain a little bit about how they started, what they're up to, and uh, we kind of, you know, dip a little bit into uh, the creator side, influencers, things like that. So I think you guys will really enjoy this episode. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I'll leave Johnny's Instagram and website and all that in the description below in the episode notes. You know, speaking of being a creator, obviously, I've been creating this podcast for a couple of years, right? Like 156 episodes or so. Being a creator is not as good as you think it is. You know, I mainly started this podcast because uh, it was my passion and I really love doing it and I still love doing it, of course. But naturally, with the equipment and the time, I do ask to support the show, whether that means leaving a review, subscribing to the podcast uh, on Spotify, Apple, or YouTube, wherever you're listening or watching this. But more importantly, I do have sponsors. I'm very fortunate to work with some really cool brands, one of them being Perfect Keto. You hear me talk about them occasionally. Uh, Perfect Keto is great. Um, I really enjoy their uh, their foundation, trying to build a low-carb ketogenic diet community. Um, they provide the food, the supplements, and the education to get out there on their website at perfectketo.com, as well as clean, minimal ingredient formulas for all their collagen, their protein bars, uh, their nut butters. It's very minimal. It's ingredients you can actually pronounce. It's just a great product. So if you want to try out some of their brands, you could check out perfectketo.com. And again, because you're a supporter of the Barardo podcast, you're going to get a discount by using the code the Barardo. You get 20% off your entire order. So again, as a creator, as a podcaster, this really helps me out and it helps fund the podcast, you know, to keep these episodes uh, going. So thank you, Perfect Keto. Thank you, listener for trying out Perfect Keto. And without further ado, I do want to get into today's episode about being a creator. Everyone, please help me welcome Johnny Tundra. So I don't know. I'll let you know how it goes in a couple of weeks. But, okay. <laughs> yeah. but um, by the way, side note, so I, I saw <laughs> I saw what you just did with your daughter. That was hilarious. Oh, yeah. Did yeah. you actually do a legit podcast or? Yeah, we so we have... <clears throat> Back when I had my office at my house, I had the whole setup down uh, in my office in our basement, and she always wanted to come down. And I had 
I, I always at any given time have three or four mics set up and she would always toss on the headphones. And we did a couple times where I just hit record and we talked for 30 minutes. And, and this time people, people tended, they thought it was cute. So I was like, well, let's go to the office. Let's do one with a video this time. So I hooked up the cameras and we That's just chatted funny. for a little bit. That's so funny, dude. Now it's great. What is she? She's four, right? Yeah. Coming up on five. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy, man. Thanks for having me on. Glad to hop on with you again. Again. And we won't yeah. be, for people out there, we won't be talking nerdy stuff. Well, maybe we will. I don't know. I can't predict the future. But uh, <laughs> the, the goal is not to to talk about uh, Batman, even though we could go more into a lot of different movies and things. Because, you know, for people that don't, that didn't listen to the last time you came on or if they're new to uh, the show. Um, so Johnny uh, hosts his own podcast. Uh, with a couple of buddies of his called Soda Nerds. And if you can, give us a little elevator pitch of that, and then we'll kind of dip into what we're going to get into today. Yeah, for sure. So Soda Nerds is just uh, a couple couple buddies of mine. We all are into comics, collectibles, and, you know, pop culture. And Tony, you and I have talked about this. We're big old Marvel fanboys, so we, we, we like to gush about all the Marvel comics movies all the time. But, yeah, we, we just... Uh, we we found an interest together in in looking at comics and watching these movies and and uh, I'm sure we'll get into more of it today. But I have my own uh, video and photo business, so we kind of had all the equipment. We're like, hey, we talk about this all the time already. Let's uh, let's start a YouTube channel and a podcast and just talk all things nerdy. So yeah, it's the Soda Nerds, and and we just we really we like to have people on. We say everybody's nerdy about something. Tony, we had you on and. Uh, we just pop culture, collectibles, and, and comics. Love to chat about it. So yeah, dude. Now it was fun. It's a great podcast. I recommend. Uh, you know, if you get, if you open up the podcast app, it's available everywhere. Also on TikTok and all that. Well, you know, you'll cut up little clips and stuff. But yeah, really, yeah. really fun podcast. A lot of cool ideas. So uh, folks, go check that out for sure. Yeah. Um, and then last time I had you on, and vice versa. When I was on, so we talked a lot about uh, Batman and mm-hmm. and the news. Comments. So for everyone listening today. Because I have two listeners, right? I have my my health, wellness, management listeners, which are, you know, a bulk of my show. And then yeah. probably like once or twice a month, I'll do some nerdy shit. So those people kind of like TikTok, you know, it's like scroll if you're not going to listen. Well, yeah. if you're into like, you know, motivational stuff, uh, work ethic, entrepreneurship, this is the podcast for you. If you're looking for nerdy stuff between me and Johnny, I recommend you go check out Soda Nerds you're going to find some nerdy shit on there. But today is not going to be as nerdy as it was yeah. last time. Um, even though I'll probably text you or call you about uh, some other movies coming up because I'm interested. But <laughs> yeah, I did want to kind of pick your brain a little bit in terms of uh, entrepreneurship because, you know, I know you you run uh, a film and production. I know you do uh, weddings and you do, do you do video and photo or primarily video? Yes. Yep, we do both. Okay. And, and where can people find that if they wanted to go check it out? Yeah, so uh, the company that my wife and I run, it's called Timber Ray, uh, T-E-M-B-E-R-R-A-Y-E. Nice. And uh, we, yeah, we're based out of Minnesota, but we travel everywhere, and it, and it is uh, video and photo production. Uh, mainly do weddings, but anything under the sun that has to do with uh, video and photo needs is we're, we're all over it. So, yep, that's Timber awesome. Ray. You can find us on all social medias, and that's our website too, uh, timberray.com. So. Uh- I love it. And, yeah. you know, again, just to kind of go back to starting a business, um, I know you've been doing this for a while, but how long have you and the wife? Because this is all you do, right? You don't have a son. Yeah. So, yeah. yep. Yeah. So, this is what I do full time. And we've really, 
I've only been doing it full time for like two years now, but we've been doing it since 2012. So about about 10 years now. And it really started out on the photo side of things. We just started out taking pictures of friends and family and, you know, kind of probably a lot of photographers have the same beginning stories where you find some some friends that need some senior pictures or some family members that need some baby pictures or family photos of what or whatnot, everything under the sun we just started doing. And then through that kind of networking, we dabbled into weddings and then you meet people at weddings and you do more weddings and you just become more, more uh, accustomed to doing them and you learn as you go. And, and uh, yeah, it kind of all just took off from there. And I've always had a super, super passionate uh, love for, for photo and video. And really just over the past few years, we've dabbled into the video side of things, which is hmm. really where my heart truly lies is, uh, is doing video. I, I feel I can be a lot more creative with it, but, uh, we just started offering that over the past few years. And that's kind of, uh, that's kind of where I'm trying to take things is more into the video side. Um, yeah. right now we, fo- yeah, right now we focus mainly on weddings, but I just, we, we can obviously talk more about it, but I just love, uh, the, the creativity I'm able to pull out of, out of doing videos. So for sure, man. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm the same way. And you know, it's, it's interesting because you know, I'm sure it wasn't always like this with you and maybe it was, but you know, for me, I, I have a whole marketing background. Obviously prior to that, I was, I was a trainer and more into health and wellness and worked at a gym and all that jazz. And then as technology grew and as maybe I got a little mm-hmm. bit smarter or people around me got dumber, Either way, it kind of became this thing where I wanted to get more involved with tech. And yeah. when you pick up a camera, because there's there's a lot of people out there that are great at photography, quote unquote. And mm-hmm. it's funny that when you pick up the camera, it was almost like it felt right, especially when mm-hmm. you're videoing. And I feel yeah. that way a lot of times, like especially now after a couple of years of doing some some content work, is the editing process to me is where I really feel at home. And I think that's what we're talking yes. about, which is it's it's kind of this thing. I don't know if you could teach it. You could watch YouTube videos and you could do it. But mm-hmm. like, for mm-hmm. example, I've sat down my wife when I'm editing stuff, you know, especially with our company that we just opened. But like when I'm editing stuff and doing things to her, it's like, you know, seeing someone speak Chinese. Yeah. Yeah. There's no interest at all. And it's not that she's not passionate about it. It's just there's no, you know, it's like her when she watches the Kardashians. Yeah. It's not something that I'm into. I don't, it's just, you, you can't pay me to watch that show. I don't know why. It's not personal. They're all hot. I want to watch it. I'm just not, yeah. I can't do it. I don't know why. So I think when you pick up the camera and if, if it's embedded in you somehow, which is so interesting because it's mm-hmm. new, you know, like five, 10 years ago, video wasn't that important. Yeah. Now it that's like 90% of everything when uh-huh. it comes to running a business, when it comes to marketing yourself, people vlogging. I mean, that's like video is everything. And for some people, it's like, it's a gift that I think is embedded in you somehow for some reason. And for other people, it's just not. And for me, and it sounds like for you too, it was just like when that whole editing process and the fact that you could be creative, is like so fun. It's so cool to, to create something out of nothing. Yeah. And and make it so beautiful. Well, and for video, I mean, for video, especially, but art, as a whole is subjective, right? Like mm. mainly, mainly art is subjective, but when it comes to video, like 
you can teach anybody how to run a camera or the settings or how to get certain shots or what you want to look for. But like you said, when, when you sit down and edit, that's where the really subjective art side of it comes where, where it is. I don't know that it is something that can really be taught. Like you can, you can, you can be taught, but everybody's going to have their own style. You know what I mean? And, and that's where, that's where my creative side really bleeds through is the the storytelling side of it. And uh, there's, there's always cool shots you can get with a camera, but when it comes down to either the way you're going to splice up an audio or certain music or whatnot, telling the story is always where you're going to see the individual stamp of creativity, you know, that's right. And, you know, I also, cause I've done a couple weddings myself. It's definitely not something we do uh, full time. Yeah. You're the pro here with the, when it comes to that, but <laughs> we have, we have done uh, weddings and stuff and I have my wife just kind of stand aside and capture some mm-hmm. stuff. And then the editing is what I do, but it's funny that I ask her, you know, what music should we do? Or should we cut to this shot? Should we cut to that? And they're both different. Yeah. Maybe they're both yeah. good, but it's interesting when you find that content, if you're not there. Like, I don't know if you've yeah. done this before, but if you've, I've edited for other companies and I wasn't physically there when it was being shot. They just gave me the raw stuff. Yeah. And that to me is more of a challenge, right? Because mm-hmm. it's so hard, A, because what I think is going to look good might not have been in the moment when that was yeah. shot. So in yeah. post, when you look at all this stuff and you edit it, it might look good. But for the people that are watching it that were there, they're kind of like, it doesn't really fit. So yeah. it's it's interesting when you're part of the whole process, the video process and the editing versus just a lot of companies. Like there's this thing on TikTok. I get served these ads all the time now. I don't know why. I think it's called like uh, Slate something or Clean Slate. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. But you send them all raw content and they edit it for you and they'll make it available to post on all social media platforms. Yeah. Great idea, great concept. But again, for me, I don't. I think it'll lack that personal... Mm-hmm. Like you said, subjective touch. It, it will for sure. And we got to be careful it's, with that too, right? Like with when it comes to content, as as you know, this thing continues to to grow, and maybe we get into more AR and VR and all that. It's going to yeah. be so funky because the creator is going to have a lot less say so in what's actually going on. I mm-hmm. think it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting to where where things go because things are getting a lot easier for creators to make stuff, but. Like now Photoshop has this thing where, you know, you can remove the, it's always remove the subject. You can always do that. But now the technology is so crazy good. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like one button is going to make the creator useless. I mean, <laughs> eventually, uh, right? It, like, it, yeah. It, it, it is insane. Like I notice even when we, when we edit photos, like if you go back to when we first started, we use all like the Adobe products. So when I, when I edit, when I edit photos, I'm always in Photoshop and Lightroom, but now Lightroom has the masking that you can do where it's the click of one button and it's able to find the entire subject. And I'm just like, dude, there's no way, there's no way. And and now you don't have to put it back in Photoshop. You could just do that, do a layer copy and, you know, mm -hmm. do whatever you want. That's how I create all my channel art. Like for my podcast, yeah. it's just Lightroom. I don't even do Photoshop anymore. I just fucking crank that out. And if I got to add <laughs> yeah. something, I will, but it's, it's nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy what you can do even, even with video too. Like it just gets more and more, more and more advanced and the things that you can do just become easier and easier. Yeah. Oh, do you use Premiere to edit stuff? 
I do. Yeah. Okay. So me too. So <clears throat> I was doing uh, something for, I, I work for this nonprofit and I captured some video uh, at a conference they had. And I found this really cool track, this audio track that I wanted to use, but the track itself was like six minutes long. Mm. Um, very cinematic, uh, you know, a lot of builds, a lot of breaks. It was, it was really cool. But the video itself that I did and I edited, it was only two minutes. So mm -hmm. uh, I did the update for Adobe and the new remix feature. Uh, remix feature. Have mm. you tried this yet? No, I haven't. Bro, it's insane. <laughs> so, okay. Layman's terms for people that have Premiere, you'll know what I'm talking about. But yeah. you go in, you finish editing your clip. Like it's already cut up. It's You didn't export it yet, right? This is the raw stuff. It's in your sequence. You add whatever track you want. Let's say your track in my case was six minutes long, but the actual videos yeah. that I cut up and edited, I added transitions. I did all that stuff, right? This is the last mm -hmm. thing I did. I added this track and you highlight everything, either right click or go to the audio tab and you, you select uh, sound effects remix feature. Mm. And Premiere takes that six minute track and edit it with your cuts and smoothly uh, transitions the music itself to make sure it fits the entire clip. So if it's what? A yeah, so if it's a three minute video and the song is six minutes, it will edit the song based off your builds, transitions, and your breaks in the video. And you could see it too. Like it'll when it gets done remixing, it takes like two minutes. There's these wavy lines, and that's where it cut it and spliced everything. And you can yeah. edit it and change it and do all that. But it'll do inflections in the audio. It'll do if it has to do like a, t -t -t, it will like kind of a scratch effect depending on what your transition is, bro. It is. It's it's helped workflow drastically. It's crazy. I would be so afraid to use that. Because oh, in, in, in the off yeah. in the off chance, well, in the off chance that it didn't work, I'd be like, "Oh my gosh!" Now, I, now I gotta try and figure it out all by myself when I could have just started at the beginning. That's you know? right. Well, that's why for Mac users, it's Control Z, bro, <laughs> or <laughs> yeah. Command Z rather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Command Z, that's... bro, back this out. But it's insane, dude. You should check it out. It's it's wicked. That is crazy, and yeah. music is such a like. Because I, I, I have a music background as well. I grew up in a house where we're all musicians. Uh, mom and dad are crazy into music, so me and all my brothers are as well. And I've noticed that that really, that plays kind of like a, a huge role in my video editing is just having a music background. Because yeah. kind of like you're, what you were just talking about, which I guess Premiere is now doing it for us. But but uh, I've I've always noticed that having the music background has helped when I'm chopping up songs or if I find something in a song that I really, really like, but maybe a piece of the song doesn't work. Like I'm able to, I'm able to really kind of like chop the shit out of it and move yeah. it around and kind of create a whole new song out of one track and the way I want it to be, uh, which is, which has become super helpful. But for sure. I guess premiere, I guess premiere can do that for me now. So yeah, dude, they, they beat you to the punch. Well, because, yeah, no you know, kidding. prior to that, I always used to find my, I always used to find the song first. Yes. That was step one. I find the yep. song, I throw it in the sequence, and then I'll mute it, and I'll edit how I want. You know, I'll get the bulk of it, the nuts and bolts of the video, and then yeah. I'll find the song, and, you know, I'll, I'll expand it, and I'll kind of look at, like, the breaks and the builds and stuff, 
and wherever okay. there's like a jump cut in the song or something, that's when I'll do my jump cut with the video or I might do something like that. And I'll yeah. really be diligent and very picky with it. And But then the problem is, and this is what I love about this new remix fixture, the problem is when you get done with the video, sometimes like, you know, again, you have two minutes left of that song or a minute left. Yeah. But the ending is yeah. like the dopest part because that's mm -hmm. how you want when you do a dip to black or something like that, you want that ending yeah. of the song to be smooth. And you could yep. never, and you have a music background, you're probably better at this. I would zoom in and I would try to like, take apart that last minute and add it to the last 20 seconds and just, mm -hmm. but it was never like, eh, beautiful, like perfect. Like, oh, this is part of the song. This remix yeah. feature, bro, does that for you. And it is <laughs> oh, seamless, boy. bro. It's going to irritate you because now that I know you have a music background, you're going to hate this thing because you're like, that's incredible. Like, there's no need for me to yeah. do it anymore. It takes away yeah. your entire creative process, which is probably annoying. But yeah, it's... You're not going to be disappointed with it. It's pretty rad. There's still little thing, and I'll try it too, and I'll I'll check it out. But there is like definitely, like I've even noticed. I I try to when I'm doing stuff to the music. There's little subtle details that I'll throw in there that I get so psyched about. Like when I'm when I'm editing, say a wedding video, and then I sit back and I go, you know, nobody but me is ever going to notice right. like this tiny little detail. Like I was just telling this example the other day. Uh, a wedding video we did last summer that kind of like you're talking about that end of the song. Uh, it was like the end of the video. Everybody's dancing at the party. It's like moving fast and the music's all super upbeat. But I was like, I was changing the clip on the first of every, every one beat it was changing. And there was a snare hit in there where on the video, there was one of the groomsmen was dancing. He had really like long shaggy hair and he like whipped his head to the side. Right. And I use it right on the snare hit when he whipped his head. And I was, yeah. I was so, I was so psyched when I'm looking back at it and then I'm showing it to my wife and she's like, cool. Like that's didn't cool. even notice the like, millisecond. Oh, yeah. come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's it. That is what's so crazy. And you know, the problem is again, if, if this was invented 10 years ago, I think people would be a little bit more, um appreciative of yeah of everything yeah, that goes into sure. it but we're you know again it's the same thing with you know when we first started this company um and i started doing these videos and stuff like that like i created this whole like interview style i'll send you the whole clip i haven't posted it yet but it's on youtube um yeah. but it's this whole like three minute interview interview of me and the wife like kind of explaining the company and you know what we're all doing and mm -hmm. we did just the raw footage, me and my buddy, Ben, who's a, a video, video, videographer as well. Jesus. Yeah. And <laughs> it's Monday. Can you tell? And, yeah. um, so he did all that. We did a two camera, you know, brought his key light and all that jazz. And he yeah. sent me all the raw stuff and I sliced it up and edited it how I wanted. And I add like these bubble questions, you know, with yeah. our color theme and all that. And I did this and I added these like little sound effects and these harps and shit, like as I was entering it. And I did this whole thing. I spent hours on just like the four yeah. seconds of it. And I showed it to my wife. And at the end of it, you know, I could tell like she really liked it, but it was three minutes long. So yeah. like she checked her phone real quick, you know, in the middle of it. Yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Come I was like, on. Is this now. not fucking awesome? Did you not see that transition? <laughs> and she did not, you know, she's like, oh my God, this is so great. But like, yeah, but did you see the heart? Did you hear the harps? Like, did you watch yeah. the, she's like, did oh. you see the audio with the right. visual? Come on now. <laughs> it's like perfectly timed and everything. 
And yeah. uh, she doesn't understand that it was two mics, two cameras, you know, so I did the clap to, to sort of sync up everything, yep. seven yep. different timelines of my sequence like they just don't understand the process that goes into it and it's uh-huh you know it's uh i wish there was a way to attach like some type of clip for every video that you do almost like yeah. a time lapse of how long it took you to do it would be cool yes. so that way when yeah. people watch it if they want to know how long it took they can actually say oh this was a six month process to make this video yeah yeah exactly and that's why i love like you come across those TikTok accounts where it's all the up close shots of people making like a, a leather wallet or like <laughs> a I've seen some where they're making like a belt or something like that. Right. And it's this three minute TikTok where they're like time lapsing through them making this. And I just I love that visual because it tells people it's like, well, yeah, this is why you paid sixty dollars for this belt when right. like exactly what you're talking about where I, I, w I wish I could just do a time lapse as well and tell people like this is what it took you know what I mean this is what it took to make what you just watched and you were checking your phone while you were watching yeah. it yeah and yeah. you know again it's like it, I mean wedding photography and videography in particular I mean the hardest part is not necessarily the wedding right because that's an hour process to it the hardest part is editing it yeah Yes. Um, for what the couple likes and to, you know, find a song that, that fits to it. And of course the monthly payment, you might, you know, pay for royalty fees mm -hmm. if you're getting a, uh, a licensed yeah. song. So it's like for, for that sure. whole process is, is the thing that people don't understand. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's just one of those things that you won't know until you know someone's in the industry and you could maybe shadow them or you could understand it. Mm -hmm. But, mm -hmm. you know, people have an intention span of seven seconds, man. So they don't appreciate that, that type of stuff. It's frustrating, but. And, and that's, and that, yeah, that's the hardest part. And that's where we kind of like, cause, cause early on, like we used to take like any gig we could get. If, if it was sure. a wedding, we want, we wanted to be there. Like, like, oh my gosh, somebody wants us at their wedding. You know what I mean? Right. Which we've, we've kind of come into this beautiful new reality. Whereas before it used to be, we were getting hired just because of the price that we offered. Mm. You know what I mean? But now we've gotten to the point where it's new couples coming in inquiring about weddings are coming in because of the work that we've done regardless of the price you know what i mean right. and it's it's such a cool shift when you can get into that because it's almost like the respect meter shoots up because someone wants you because of what they know you can produce that's right. rather than rather than you're just offering a cheap price you know what i mean way different yeah the the, yes. the quality is, is definitely there you know it's no no different than if you go to a restaurant you know if you go to an expensive restaurant yeah. and you know it's expensive but you walk in there expecting something above than you know a mcdonald's yeah. right like it's yeah 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 there, there there's definitely something to it for sure and you know again I, I i really enjoy the fact of of paying um a premium price for something like what you do or any type of yeah. video content because now we're in such this digital age where you know the wife and i got married like how how, how long you guys been married for you we've been wife? married for six years but we've been together okay. for like 15. oh fuck all right yeah wow, she she let you go that long that's impressive kudos yeah well um, i mean we met we met when we were like 15 so okay okay <laughs> pass you gotta pass um, yeah. but you know, the wife and I were, uh, we're about to hit, or excuse me, we just hit our anniversary and, uh, it was, um, four years, mm. but we've been together almost seven and, yeah. um, 
you know, we had my buddy Ben, the same guy that helped me out with uh, this photo shoot for my company. So we had him come out and he did all the video work for my wedding. And then I edited it myself. And oh, cool. Just to kind of help him out, which was kind of like something I wanted to do anyway. And yeah. I, I took way too long on that because I was, of course, very picky. Right. Yep. But it's funny that you look at that now and it's on YouTube and it's on my channel. And sometimes like, especially when it was our anniversary, we find it a point every year to at least watch it once. Oh, and yeah. that, that right there is so interesting because A, it helps me kind of critique how shitty I did from an editing standpoint <laughs> just four years ago. Now I've gotten way better. But it's it's cool because in 10 years or 20 years, like our kids are going to be able to watch it. And yeah. I think there's something special about that where, you know, it's out there, it's in the universe. And a lot yep. of people look at that as like a con, but I look at it as like a huge pro. Like everything you do is out there for people to see, whether it's posting yeah. a photo or posting a video. Um, but yeah. it helps you get better because you could see if, you know, for example, you can look back on your videos and you could take a look and critique and learn, you know, yeah. from those things. But, you know, I, I can't remember anything that like I can look back on when I was 15. Aside from like yeah. a photo that I have yeah. in like an album. But, you know, aside from that, there's no real time data where you can look back when you're 15 mm -hmm. or 10 and uh, it'll make you better. You know, I think anyway. You oh, know? for sure. Yeah. So and, I'm, and, and it's like all those people that are trying to like cancel folks on Twitter, you know, mm -hmm. and remove tweets and all that. Like keep the tweets up, man. You know, it's no different yeah. than, you know, not to get too political, but you want to keep up some statues of some racists, keep them up because that yeah. lets us know we were racist. Yeah. Like, that's okay. It's, yeah. It's a good, re it's a good reminder that you're moving forward. That's right. You know what I mean? When you, when yeah. you can look back, you, you can see how well you've done moving forward. And this is, I mean, this is something I tell the guys on the soda nerds too, because, uh, a few of them I've started to train how to like edit the videos. Cause for the first, uh, you know, good chunk of our channel, it was, it was me doing everything on the production side, but they, they have kind of, they've kind of hopped in and, and been willing to help out with edit and shooting their own stuff. And the rule that I've, the rule of thumb that I've kind of told them is, don't delete anything like make something and post it, especially when you're newer at it. Like when you're just learning how to do it, make it and post it because you're going to learn as time goes on. You're going to look back at that stuff and you're going to be like, I know something new now that I can incorporate that I wasn't able to do then. Or I didn't like something in that video that I can fix now. Uh, I know I can do that better. And it's a reminder that you're like, you're constantly getting better. You know what that's I mean? Right. So don't, don't delete anything. Just post it. That's, that's the way I, I view it. For sure. No. And you know, again, you just can't, there's no other, I don't even know how to categorize it, but there's nothing else out there that we do on a daily basis. Like unless you're creating content, there's nothing that compares, you know, yeah. where you can actually critique yourself aside from like posting on social media and things like that, you know, good, like, so I used to skateboard all the time. Mm -hmm. So I still got, I got a long board and I got just an alien workshop board that's old and beat up and the trucks are fucked. But <laughs> I used to skate all the time, you know, like hardcore, you know, uh, kick flips, ollies. I used to go to the bank and hop on the rails. Like I used to do all types of stupid stuff. Yeah. I can't do it anymore. And it's because I haven't hopped on a board in like 11 years. Yeah. Like legit hopped on it. But the reason I bring that up is unless you knew me back, you wouldn't know. 
Yeah. There's no proof. So I could hop on a board today and someone's like, come on, bro, you, you skate? And I was like, yeah, fucking, I used to skate, bro. I used to, yeah, let's yeah. do it. Let's, let's fucking go to, let's go to the bank on a Sunday, you know, when it's shut down mm-hmm. and let's hop on the stairs and the rails and let's have a good time and I'll bust my ass. Like I won't, but no, dude, I, I used to skate. I swear. Oh really? Yeah, bro. Like, yeah. But there's no yeah. way to compare what I, yeah. what I used to do. And that's, what's so crazy about, you know, when you're creating content, anything you could do, if you could document it, it's always good to do because a, it's good proof, right. That you have done these things, but also yeah. B, it builds validity to like the creating process where, you know, if you go and look back at like your first wedding that you shot and edited versus mm-hmm. what you did last week, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's going to let people know that you, Johnny have a creative side. You started one thing, you and the wife have built this from yeah. nothing to something. And now it's incredible. Like it's, there's something special yeah. about it for sure. Yeah. And it's, and it's, it's kind of the, the art of constantly exercising those muscles, right? Mm-hmm. Like when, when you say you skateboarded, well, the reason you're fumbling at the bank is because you haven't done it in however many years, you know what I mean? That's right. Where, whereas not only post that stuff out there to kind of learn and grow from, but constantly be doing something if like creating content or video or photo is something that you're passionate about, like always be doing something within that realm. You know what I mean? You're constantly exercising that muscle and you're like constantly getting better. That's right. You know? Yeah. And that's actually, that's a, a one reason why I started doing my, uh, on TikTok as high from like podcasts and, <clears throat> and doing some stupid goofy videos on TikTok. Um, just mm-hmm. personally, I've been doing daily vlogs, but they're two second clips of everything that I'm doing. Yeah. And, you know, they're only getting 200, 300, 1,000 views like at the max. Yeah. I'm not really worried about it for the views. I'm not trying to get famous off or go viral, but I think yeah. it'll be a fun experiment for me personally uh, because the wife and I are like legitimately trying to start a family. So yeah. I think it'd be cool like a year from now, two years from now, um, even if TikTok's not a thing, people don't understand. Uh, your videos are going to be out there forever. It's just a mm-hmm. fact. And if you mm-hmm. don't believe me, just Google your name and MySpace. <laughs> yeah. uh, your so shit true. is still out there, bro. <laughs> yep. So yep. I think it'll be really fun if I'm I'm doing these vlogs and I can look back two years from now what it was like when we didn't have yeah. a kid or the things that I was doing. And then maybe my kid, as they get older, they get four or five. I could save these videos and I could show them, hey, this is what it was like five years ago. Yeah. I just think that type of stuff would be really interesting and fun, um, yeah. you know, for my friends and my family to kind of ingest. Very similar to how I'm doing the podcast. Like my first podcast was god awful. It was, you know, I'll, I'll send you like a snippet as well. It's on YouTube. I keep it on YouTube. It's still up. I called yeah. it Getting Socialized with Tony Barardo. Nice. Fucking idiotic. And it was just like me in this like white fold up table. And like mm. this awful Amazon basic mic. And it had like the little tripod, the little tiny one. And it yeah. was like massive with the big screen protector on it. And you could barely yeah. see my face. And I had a black backdrop. Nice. So I bought the black So it was just me <laughs> nice. in a fucking V-neck with a shitty white table and a black <laughs> backdrop. And I would just, uh, you know, talk about what happened for the day. And then eventually it grew into like what it is now. But it's, you know, that was only three, four years ago, right? So it's kind of yeah. cool to see the process of of how it was and how it's going. Absolutely. 
Yeah. A- absolutely. Even even if you look at some of like the bigger named people on uh, uh, YouTube or any content creators, mm. like you can scroll through and look at some of their their first stuff, and nobody ever thought that they were going to be where they were. You know what I mean? They just consistently sure. did it, and what a cool archive to have of of things to look back on. Like you're like you're saying. You know what I mean? And that's why I try to. I've started over like the past year now that i have multiple children i've i've tried i've tried to make these cool little just you know cinematic looking emotional videos for them because it's going to be a progression like as they as they get older of cool stuff i can look back on like i just made one last year about my daughter just walking around the neighborhood you know what i mean but it's this but it's this cool little thing that like her and i are going to have forever like it's it's something that i made for the both of us that she can look back on when she's older. And it's, it's just the digital archive of, of what was and like what is now, you know what I mean? That's, that's so crazy. That's, that's beautiful. And I did see those videos, man. And they're, I mean, they're, you shoot them yourself or is it your wife help? Uh, no, I just, I, 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 I did it all. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's beautiful, man. It really is. And it almost seems like very, you know, Zack Snydery. Uh, yeah fucking just i mean this to the cinematic like dune like that type of style is just beautiful um so yeah i mean definitely good work and for me if i had something like that it's it's very nostalgic to the point like you said five ten years from now you could look at it and if people don't think there's something powerful about that you should look back at some old photo albums you know because just looking at those old photo albums and i i just did this when we um started rearranging my studio And I had this like massive archive, which just a ton of like crazy photo albums with my parents before they got divorced that I didn't even remember taking these photos. Like we went to Utah and Washington and we did this like RV tour around the country a couple of times. And I look back at this and I was like, wow, this is like a very beautiful moment in my life where my family was together. It was one of the last times we were together before they got divorced. They got divorced when I was uh, 15, but they were separated, I think, when I was 13. Um, and I think I'm not a psychologist, but I would imagine a lot of that trauma had to do with me not remembering those things. Maybe subconsciously I blocked it out or it's in the deep crevices of, you know, my brain and it's going to be hard to access it without the proper amount of mushrooms or something. So (laughs) it's, it's going to be interesting, you know, as I get older to see where those memories go. But the only memories I have are from these photos. Yeah. I don't know why I can't remember, but when I look at the photos, I remember those moments. I remember like a five or 10 second highlight reel of what happened, you know, and whether it was before or after, whether it was, you know, maybe my mom said cheese or my dad said cheese. Like I remember those moments in the yeah. picture when you look at it. And what's even more interesting as a mind fuck, when you talk about memory, it's probably bullshit. Like I'm actually not really remembering exactly what happened in fact you know studies have shown us that probably zero of what i'm remembering is fact it's probably all made up in my brain but looking at that photo kind of gives my brain a little fibrillator and what i love about what you said is if you document and make something cinematic and beautiful in 10 years 15 years you could look back and that's actually what happened yeah like that's a real you videotaped it it's a two-minute clip three-minute clip versus a photo 
But what happened in that photo? You just only see the photo. You don't see the before, the after, the moment leading up to it. And there's something beautiful about capturing not just that moment in the photo, but capturing everything around it. Well, and I, and photography is beautiful, but I, I definitely, my heart falls on the video side of things. And I think it has my entire life. Like even when I look back to when I was like eight years old, we used to have one of those, uh, home video recorders where, you know, you had to, you had to plug in the, the red, white, and the yellow cords into it and plug that into your tube TV if you wanted to transfer video and watch it. But I used to run around with my friends with that little camcorder i grew up on 40 acres and we would just make just dumbass different videos together with like you know just the shittiest plot but we'd actually put (laughs) something together and then have our parents sit down and show them and i would always like i'd write out on a white piece of paper like the title slide like what the movie was called and then i'd hold it up in front of the lens and then i would just like drop it and then you'd be into the movie and we were now filming a movie you know what i mean so i've it's always been a passion of mine, just the video side of things, mainly because that documentation is, I mean, number one, it's storytelling, but that documentation is super cool to have. And that's kind of, that's what I sell uh, kind of like our wedding couples on mm. is, is uh, not everybody wants a videographer when it comes to weddings, right? Like photography is kind of the staple every wedding for you know every wedding for the majority is going to have a photographer there not everybody really looks at videography but kind of what i tell them is you know you and your wife you sit down you make a point to try and watch that once a year and uh i say you know having that still image in time is beautiful and that's great and you're going to hang it up on your wall but being able to hear yourselves just think of being 65 sitting next to your wife mm. And you can hear yourself at 25 reciting your vows to her, like your voice, the voice inflections, uh, the emotion in her face. Uh, it's it's more than just a still image. You're watching in real time what happened in that exact moment. And to me, that's it's cool in the moment. It's priceless years down the road. That's for sure. That's yeah. That's just the way I view it. Yeah, that that's beautiful. And you know, for the small fee, whether it's, you know, a couple hundred bucks or a couple thousand bucks for the video itself in my eyes is worth every penny, you know, like, again, I did my own video and my buddy helped me out. So of course I paid him for his time. But like in terms of a wedding photographer, I mean, I don't know how much, you don't have to say how much you charge, but for me, the thousands of dollars that it would have cost, um, which I pay that for photos. Yeah. I just, I love the photos are great. And I just, to me, the video is, that's mm-hmm. the, that's the key, man. That's where it's at. The photos yeah. to me, and I think everyone, every bride in particular would agree with me that has done both photo and video. My wife in particular would agree with this is the photos were great. They were more expensive than the video. Cause I didn't really know the girl. Um, yeah. I knew my buddy, of course. And, and of course I did all the editing, but the photos themselves were only good to post. We hung up, we have a bunch of them like, you know, in these glass frames and, you know, they're massive canvases and we, we made them and and they're up and they're beautiful. But out of the thousand photos that we got, five of them are hanging up, 10 of them are hanging up. The video itself, when we watch that, we still get misty. We still get teary eyed four years later. And it's going to be even more powerful. I think, like you said, when you're 65 looking at it, it's just, there's something beautiful about it, man, about seeing what is really true and real 
about what yeah. happened in that moment and a wedding in particular, right? Because what you do on a Sunday at Starbucks, 10 years from now, you're not going to appreciate that. But for those big moments in your life, like you said, what yeah. you do with your daughter, like that's something special, man. Like, you know, that's beautiful. It's just, you're going to want to see that 10 years from now, 20 years from now. And it is something where it's like, uh, obviously I'm, I'm biased to it because videos like of my daughter as she's my daughter, you <laughs> right. know what I mean? But it doesn't matter how many times I watch it. I, I, I know the, the cuts that are going to happen in the video because I've seen it a thousand times. I know the inflection in the music and what it's going to sound like. Cause I've seen it a thousand times, but I get emotional every single time that I watch it. And if, if something is done creatively, if it's done uniquely, and if it's done specific to not just whether it's one of my kids, if it's done specific to a couple in their story, mm. you are going to get emotional every single time you watch it because that's you. There's something real about that. And all of it just kind of being put together in a, in a unique way that's catered to you is, I don't know, it's just, it's, it's going to be priceless for you for, for years to come. For sure. No, I, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, it's even, uh, and I don't even, I don't necessarily think it's because we're both passionate about video. I just think it's something that if you find, whether it's an anniversary, a birthday, uh, something to just pay a videographer to do um, or yeah. do it yourself and document it. Because even that's yeah. super powerful too, like just watching back. You know, I know, I don't know why four years ago I started a podcast um, until last year. I knew why. Mm -hmm. And you'd appreciate this because you're a fellow podcaster. So my dad, um, as he's sending me all these nostalgic things, he just recently moved mm -hmm. near us, but he downsized. So he sold his house, got a condo with his, uh, with his wife. And they kind of did this whole revamping thing where they're giving me all my childhood shit. And at first I was like, mm -hmm. just toss most of it. I, you know, I looked through some of it. It's like old wrestling trophies. And I'm like, where am I going to yeah. fucking put that? I mean, it, it's cool to see. I took a picture of it. I don't, I'm not going to hang it up in my guest room. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just, so there's some things that, and then I looked and I found this big booklet with all these photo albums and stuff. And then another booklet of DVDs. Mm. I'm like, what is this? And then I remember I was like, pops, is this what I think it is? Like I forgot about it, but I'm like, is this the video that you converted from VHS to DVDs? And he's like, yeah, dude, it's like, it's everything. Oh yeah. So then I looked at all of it and it's all of these video trips that we did that my dad videotaped oh. everything. So yeah. from the age of there's one where I'm four. Oh my gosh. Where I'm yeah. literally a cocky fucking little baby boy. And yeah. he's got, you know, like you said, you got the red, the white, and the yellow hooked up mm -hmm. to the TV. Back then it was like the big box TVs, right? Not the LCDs. Yeah. Hooked up to the big box TV. He's got the camera pointing at me. Yeah on the box TV. So I'm watching myself and I'm doing all these things. And it's like a 10 minute video of me just being an idiot. Yeah. Little did I know, I'm like, dad, this is hilarious. Where's this from? He's like, I don't know, your mom left one day and this was me babysitting you. He's like, I was in the yeah. other room. Yeah. <laughs> you were just entertaining yourself for like hours. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, this is fantastic. This is great. And I was like, from yep. age four, I knew I wanted to be on camera and I knew I wanted mm -hmm. to do a podcast. And then I look in that same fast forward, like 10 years later, when I was 13, 14, we're going on these trips. And I did this show where I held up this like Panasonic old school VHS. And I'm, I'm doing this thing where we're like going to different cities and states. 
um, yeah. like, you know, Yosemite Trail and Utah. And I was like, hey, guys, welcome to Tony Talk. Today we're heading to Utah. <laughs> and that's what I used to call it. I used to call my show Tony Talk. Yeah. And that was when I was, you know, 12, 13. And then I'm like, oh, so that's why there's something in the back of my head where I'm like, I'm itching to do this. It's been there all along. It's been yep. there all along. And now I'm finally able to. But who knows? Like if that if I didn't record that or he didn't record that, I could have just been like, I started this podcast just to do it. And I would have never yeah. known that I had a passion for it for 10 yeah. years. Right. Yeah. So um, it's interesting. There's a lot of benefits to to documenting, you know, important. Yeah. Oh, and I and and even outside of you just finding the the root of the passion, right? How cool to even I bet it's it's the like you said, a 10 minute video, you just a four year old fucking around doing absolutely nothing. But you sit and you watch every single minute of it. You're like, yeah, this is fucking awesome. Like, I don't I'm not doing anything, but I am so entranced in this right now because it's like it's an archived moment in your life that you know, 30 years removed from, you're like, this is the coolest thing ever. And not only for you, but for your parents too, who, who look at, you know, their, their son in his thirties and they're like, Oh, Tony, when he was four, man, you remember those days? Like, look at this little guy, like how cool to have, you know? Yeah. yeah and you know, uh, contrast to that, you know, our parents, like I asked my dad, I was like, Hey man, you got anything from your childhood? And the only thing he showed me was an eight millimeter silent film. Hmm. That's all he had. And it was only like yeah. two minutes of him, my grandpa and his brothers. But that was yeah. it. You know, so how imagine like his parents. Yeah. They no live their entire lives with not being able to do what we're able to do. No kidding. Kind of I know. And it's uh, it, it's it, a disservice almost in some aspects. It is right? crazy. And 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 even with that silent film too, like it's it's got your grandpa in it, you said. Yeah. Yeah, like just to see like moving motion yeah of your grandfather like and i and i i've heard this from couples and i tell this to couples too uh when they're on the fence about video is you know what if you you get a shot of grandma at your wedding and she's saying something to you into the camera or 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 something like that and i i always go back to i don't know if you've watched breaking bad before fuck yeah but yeah, so there's when when Jesse when Jesse loses Jane and he's sitting in the living room of his house and he constantly keeps flipping his phone open and dialing her number just to hear her voicemail, right? Just just to hear her voice over and over. It doesn't matter. He keeps flipping it open, dials the number just so he can hear her voice. Uh, I've Powerful. had family member I've had family members talk to me about kind of what me and my wife do in our, our video business, and they go, "What I would pay." to have audio mm. of my dad who's no longer here. Like For what him. I would pay just just to hear his voice over and over, let alone see his face on a video talking to me or just talking to somebody, having just us having a conversation at a table, like what I would give to be able to rewatch that. It doesn't matter if you're watching the same thing over and over. The mm. value that that holds in your heart is absolutely priceless. Absolutely, absolutely priceless. And, you know, there's things like that where people are like, well, I don't want to document everything and I don't want to, you know, I'm not good on camera. Listen, I get it. My wife's the same way. But every time we document something, she hates being on camera. But every time we document it and we end up watching it later on, she loves it. Because 
there there's something special about because you don't have to post it. Here's the here's the difference. Yeah. People think if I document shit, I have to post it on Facebook or YouTube. No, dude. Document it, throw it on a hard drive, stash it away like you do a photo album, and then, you mm-hmm. know, every five years, ten years, year, whatever, open it up and take a look at it. Do you it know, for yourself. Yeah, yeah, dude. Do it for yourself just because you're going to regret it to the point where, you know, when we go back to, like, my dad in the silent film, I'd never met my grandfather. So for me, yeah. it was really special because this is a person yeah. I've only seen photos of. And, you know, he passed away before I was born or when I was, and I don't remember it. So it was kind of cool to see just him moving in the movement. No audio. So I don't even know what he sounds like. Imagine that. Like, I don't know what a grandfather sounds like. And I'm sure everybody, a lot of people could attest to that and and relate to that. But imagine if you could, you know, and right now we're living in a time where you could document everything and you could video and and, and create audio. Yeah, super easily. Um, Everybody. Yeah, I was going to say everybody's got. Everybody's got a device in their pocket that they could be documenting something in under two seconds. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you could do it again just for yourself. So, yeah, it's it's definitely very powerful, man. And it's you don't have to have the fancy equipment. You know, like you said, the phone is shit. I mean, I was I was documenting stuff uh, again for our our business. I've plugged it enough. I might as well meet Cubebox. Yeah. You know, if you guys don't know. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Which, by the way, did you send me your address? I did. I'm okay. I'm waiting. I'm excited. It's coming. Right, cool. I, yeah, told, yeah. I, I told my wife, I showed her your promo. She loved it. We sat down on the living room couch. I was like, you know, you, you see that he's sending us a box. Check <laughs> nice. this out. It's coming, baby. It's going to be sick. Yeah, I got I got to pre-build. I'm going to add a few more things because I think I'm going to send you June's box, maybe. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. But, you know, when I was uh, doing stuff with my Canon uh, for the business and I was capturing it, and then I'm like, I'm posting it on TikTok as well. So I'm like, all right, so now let me put in Premiere, do vertical, edit it, let, and I'm like, yeah. So then the next video, I just did all on my iPhone and it was yeah. like side by side. It's just as good. So yeah. there's, yeah. I mean, again, I love the whole process of it, but for something like that, where I'm trying to like duck out some content quick. Yes. If you got a phone, you got no excuse. You got to, if you want to document and want to put stuff out there, the phones are our money. So, yeah. 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 It's, and it's, and you can in a pinch, right? Like not right. even in a pinch, like it suffices for many, many, many things. Phones are so freaking advanced right now, especially with their cameras. Like you can do a ton of stuff. I just happen to have the equipment where right. it's not everybody's in the position I'm in. You know what I mean? So, yeah. but I, I even have a hard time too, where, uh, like, I will just want to use the phone, but if I know I want to end up making something a little more deep and cool, mm. like I'll force myself to bring a camera home and I'll like, I just, I just did it yesterday. We went on, we went on a walk, uh, and I wanted to create kind of the same thing with my son that I did with my daughter. So we were, we were on a little nature walk and I brought the nice camera and we're nice. shooting some video of him. but him and I woke up this morning, just the two of us. And I, I made him some breakfast and the camera sitting there on the counter. I'm like, you know what? What the hell? Like, I'm just going to turn it on and I just, I put it on him and I talked to him while he ate breakfast for like five minutes and it's pointless video. Like I'm, I'm sure. recording with this super nice camera for no reason, but I'm like exactly what we've talked about. Uh, you know, even five years from now, I'm going to watch that back and be like, I'm so glad that nothing was even said, but I just let it roll while you were eating breakfast. Because I'm going to sit here and I'm going to watch you eat breakfast. Of course. You know what I mean? And, and I'm going to love it. 
Yeah. Well, and you know, again, people think it's kind of crazy and far-fetched to do that, but you're forgetting that the most popular genre on television is reality television. Mm -hmm. Do we know why that is? It's because we as humans love watching other humans do shit. Yeah. You know, like you ever been to a zoo? It's fascinating (laughs) because you like watching what other species on this planet are doing. So like subconsciously, you might not know, but when you interact with another human being, it's, it's cool, man. It's magical. There's something, whether it's your kid or a friend or a family, like there's something cool about it. And that conversation that you have, like that conversation with your, your kid for breakfast today, or excuse me, tomorrow, you can have the same breakfast, sit in the same spot. It'll be a totally different conversation. Yeah. There's never a conversation that's the same. Think about that. Yeah. Every Mm -hmm. single, like this podcast right now, there's no way if we do another podcast next week, we won't even talk about the same topics probably. Like Mm-mm. no conversation is going to be the same. So why not document everything? Because it's the only time that this is going to happen. Yeah, for sure. You know, It's kind of crazy for when sure. you think about it. It's like a mind fuck. It's like, wait. It is. Hold on. So if I have a conversation with my wife tonight, tomorrow we're not going to have that conversation. So we're never yeah, going to have that okay. conversation. You can't you, you you can't use the same conversation with a spouse because our wives would argue that's that true. they say the same thing to us over and over. That's true. Oh, that's true. There is per certain aspects where it's like, yeah, they're repeating the same thing. I just had that yeah. happen with my wife this morning because I make my own milk, um, and I have this machine called Almond Cow, so it yeah. grinds up almonds or uh, if you want to do oats or cashews, whatever. But we have this container that we put it in and. She tells me this every time, but it's those glass containers with the the turn nozzle. So like you yeah, turn it yep. one way, it opens, you turn it the other way, it's closed. Yep. Every every time she washes it, and then it'll be a couple days before I make milk again. Mm-hmm. And then every single time that I make milk and pour the milk into that container, it's always open. So milk goes everywhere. <laughs> and uh, it happened again this morning and she's like i fucking told you <laughs> last time i was like babe you've told me this for three years and i'm yeah. never gonna remember it's just yep there's no there's no you know key on there it doesn't say like left is open right is closed like yeah. I, just, it's, I don't remember yeah, these things your, your mind is focused on i mean that's a whole different conversation <laughs> of the the female mind compared to the male mind but yeah, it's like, hey, I don't if it's not what I'm currently focusing on, that's right. I'm pouring milk everywhere. So that's I don't right. that's just that's just the way it's gonna go. Yeah. And it's so different than when we had a buddy uh that's getting married soon. You know, she comes up to me, she's like, Hey, are are you ready for you know, so and so's wedding? I'm like, When's that? She's like, It's next weekend. I was like, What? Why don't you tell me? It's like I did tell you a thousand times. It's even in the calendar. Oh, and I was oh, like, boy. Oh, well, you know, I, it's not on the top of my head, so I don't I don't remember. Like, I don't even yeah. remember my own wife's phone number, so. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah. I, I need to, I need to get mm-hmm. on it. But, you know, I have so many things, you know, it's like oh, you said, I, I guess. Yeah. I hear you. It's that, it's that hunting mindset for a man. We That's Like, right. we, we are very uh, singular objective focused, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. That's once this is done, then I can worry about so-and-so's <laughs> wedding, okay? But this is not done yet, so. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, we yeah. only we only want to focus on certain things, and more often than not, it's it's either sex or yeah. doing something work related. Aside from that, yeah. you got to keep reminding us. I mean, there's no 
yeah we're, you gotta we're make hunters. sure i'm looking at you that's right when 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 you're about to tell me something if i'm not looking at you you can just already assume that it it it, it didn't even hit one ear for it to come out the other it just went right by the head so that's so true yeah it must maintain eye contact for me to pay attention yes yep. um well i mean speaking of the wife so obviously you guys are you guys are fine then with the business i mean business is good right you lasted yeah, the, yeah. during the pandemic yeah we did so fine. that 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 was kind of crazy as we we had to kind of reschedule a ton of weddings uh 20 2020 was interesting because sure. either people either people postponed for a later date or they moved it to like a very smaller backyard wedding so we ended up doing like mm. a lot of intimate backyard settings where there was hardly any guests at all because you couldn't have any uh venues were shut down and people just kind of last minute threw stuff together but it it was it was kind of an interesting cool sequence of events to to sure. do weddings like that for the remainder of 2020 but then everybody who postponed last summer was freaking ridiculous 2021 because we had everybody who had booked for 2021 but then everybody who had also postponed from 2020 so it was just insane and yeah, then now we're uh yeah we're still trying to catch up from that and now our our wedding season here in minnesota just kicked off this month so we typically do weddings from like may to october is the bulk of the weddings that we do and, and we might sprinkle some in in november but we try not to uh be outside shooting weddings when it's negative 30 and a bunch of snow is on the ground so yeah yeah do you i mean do you do weddings at all during that time like indoor venues how are they yeah so weather? we uh we are very if we are going to do a wedding in that time it's kind of very selective like if if we're going to book one otherwise we kind of just keep it to that may through october um it might be a special case like a friend or somebody like that if we if we end up doing a wedding during that time venues are pretty good it's for me personally i just don't love doing weddings in cold all day number one yeah because you you have to go outside at some point otherwise you're not going to get cool shots and then number two typically everything is white and it's just blown to shit on the camera because right. there's just a bunch of snow everywhere and i'm like this is not for me creatively i don't want to work with this you yeah. know what i mean and most cameras can't really handle that unless you get a protector on it you can't really yeah, yeah it won't handle that type of stuff so that that yeah. in turn gets frustrating that's what's cool about florida <laughs> yeah i bet <laughs> i mean the coldest that uh, i've shot content in is like the peak of winter and it's a whopping 55 degrees <laughs> Oh my gosh. 55 degrees. I will tell you everybody on the Tony Berardo podcast, my favorite temperature on earth is 45 to 55 degrees with gray cloud overcast. Ooh. That is, the, that is the best weather in, for my personal opinion, if I could find a climate that had that every single day out of the year, I would move my family in a heartbeat because be, I absolutely love it. That'd be gangbusters. Man, yep. even even during like the day, like at the peak of like at noon, you want it to be fifty five. Oh, Get out of here! Absolutely, absolutely. That is that is the best temperature, Tony. I would literally die within a week if I lived in Florida. I <laughs> I, I would absolutely die within a week. And I my guess is your guys's wedding season is more of like the like October to April. It's all year because. Baby. 
Well, I'm sure it's all here, but but it <laughs> yeah. is like us. It's isn't it just like a sweat swamp from like you're right May yeah. to September. Yeah, like from a venue standpoint, if you needed to book a venue, it's cheaper during the summer. Yeah, because, because it's, it's miserable. It's miserable. It's hot. I mean, we got married May twelfth, uh, four years ago, and that was pretty. That was pretty brutal, you know, because yeah, no one wants to be in a fucking it. suit, you know, mm. uh, during that time. But yeah, it's 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 pretty rough. Um, fall is obviously the best for sure, mm -hmm. um, because it is beautiful everywhere in Florida. Yeah, <laughs> I I amongst some of the most evil things to ever exist in in this universe humidity is at the top of the list yeah. for me yeah humidity for everything for hair for your sweat it ruins yeah. drinks i mean there's so many downfalls to humidity it just ugh. yeah and and florida compared to like an arizona or a vegas like you can get to 100 degrees and yeah it is true what they say it's more of a dry heat it is and it's still hot as fuck don't get me wrong but yeah. man there's something Florida is definitely a, um, it's an acquired taste. When, when, when you add wetness to the mixture, wetness plus extreme heat, I'm out. Yeah. See ya. I don't, I don't like it at all. And it's so weird because you go a state up in Georgia and their winters are a lot colder. They get snow. Uh, their yeah. summers are beautiful. Um, it's not as humid. It's only this little, you know, shitty and i know a lot a lot has to do with the equator and the way the planet is and all that bullshit but that scientific yeah. mumbo jumbo but it's just so interesting how it's only like florida and south because we're so south of the rest of the uh, country mm -hmm. we get the most humidity like we're all on the same planet it's so temperatures to me yeah. are so strange because like every state is always the same mm -hmm. like temperature wise like minnesota is never going to have a summer of 95 degrees with a humidity of 80 percent like in florida actually we do what global summer, warming is real no okay <laughs> summer summer in minnesota is that's why we get like four insane crazy seasons because we kind of get a taste of everything or at least i like to say because we do get 90 degrees with 80 percent humidity Ugh. in the summer it's it's not all summer but it is sure. the dog days of july and august that's typically in minnesota it is hot and humid and terrible but then you skip one more month into september and it drops down into the 60s 50s and that's why october is just that's the that's, that's, that's the, the best spot, month huh? out of the yep yeah. that's where you get that 45 55 with the gray gray clouds all day long and it's just absolutely perfect but yeah summer gets pretty miserable in minnesota or at least it can oh yeah that's, that's crazy man and i'm sure winters like you said are negative 30 so you just go from like one it's very binary it seems like it's it's very bipolar it's it's <laughs> minnesota needs to be medicated for sure <laughs> Minnesota needs to be on that shit for sure. Yeah, uh, that's funny. Yeah, dude, it's uh Florida's interesting. Um, I'm happy I, I live here, but yeah, it's it's kind of one of those weird things. Um, it's mm -hmm. a love hate relationship. It's it's going to be hard to leave. I've been to a lot of different states. Uh, we live in Apollo Beach, which is a little bit more cooler because we're right on the water. Yeah, so it's a little nicer, but it's still it's still pretty rough. Um, yeah. But, you know, like Minnesota, you're probably not going to leave anytime soon. It's going to be hard to leave. You know. the, some Somewhere becomes home and 
That's right. It's hard. It's hard to even think about it not being home. So yeah. Well, until Florida, you know, sinks underwater, I'm stuck here. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, oh boy. But no, this this is good. I didn't I didn't realize it's like a time warp. But yeah, we're over an hour, hour and ten minutes. Oh jeez. Okay. You believe that? Yeah, that's um, I probably I talk even, all day. Yeah, I don't even know what uh, what else do we got to talk about? I don't know. What do we? What do we even call this podcast? We can call this. Uh, uh, I don't know something the, with creativity or. Yeah, life life as a creative. I don't know something Ooh. Ooh. something along those lines. That's there fancy. You, go. you see. Life. Life as a creative. All right. I think I'm going to steal yeah. that. Um, and uh, trademark life as a creative uh, on the Brada podcast because we are documenting this. So that's yeah. how you know it's real. Yeah, exactly. Um, Document. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, where can people find you, Johnny? Um, websites, yeah. if they want videography work, if they're up near you in the freezing cold weather. Um, yeah. Also your podcast, all that. Shout it out, brother. Yeah, so uh, thanks, Tony. We are, again, Timber Ray, uh, T-E-M-B-E-R-R-A-Y-E. Uh, that's basically stems from our daughter's middle name is Ray, and she was born in September. So that's created. that's what created our company name was was Timber Ray. And you can find us www.timberray.com uh, or on, on all social platforms, Timber Ray. And then uh, if you want to see any of my personal stuff, I am on all platforms as well, just under Johnny Tundra. So... You can, you can check us out or me out there. Sweet, man. Well, Johnny, again, thanks for being on the show, man. Uh, this was fun. We'll definitely have to, we, we got to make this a series. We got to keep doing it something because there's, yeah. I feel like there's so many other topics we can get into. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, we've, 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 we've probably just, you know, cracked, cracked the top that's on right. this one. So we got the nerdy one out of the way. The creative yeah. one is here. We'll do another one and we'll, uh, we'll keep it going. So thanks again for being on the show. Sure. Uh, Johnny, make sure you follow him, guys. I'm going to leave his social links uh, as well um, in the description. But, of course, thanks again, as always, man. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Tony. All right, Johnny. Talk to you later, guys.